Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Xavier Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Good to hear the theme music again, ladies and gentlemen, Sportscast Radio, you're home for tight shiz, I'm back, I'm back in the booth, uh, Jordan, this is like, uh, I feel like I'm malice, and you're Pusha T, and I'm coming back in the booth. That's tight, I, I you know what, maybe we, we uh, next week I'm going to play grinding, because I didn't put that on the list, but I think you're going to appreciate our breaks, uh, not only have you... Uh, let me host a week. Now I've taken over the board tonight. So uh, who knows what kind of random button President Jordan's going to get in here. And shout, shout out to my screen name. I don't know if it came through on your end. Uh, soundboard Jack or Jack or yeah. Thief or something like that. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> you be searching my name. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be nice so I can sit and not have to worry about the board. I'm kind of excited. You know, this, is, you this is the closest I've ever had to doing a show and having a producer. There you go. I've I've always been See? like uh, text text producing. That's that's just how it works, you know. I <laughs> you get the message like three seconds late. He's like, oh, oh dang, I should have did that three three minutes ago when he told me to do it. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> last week was good. You know, we put it we put in an hour. We certainly missed you, and there's some things that I overlooked, like maybe I don't know this thing called the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, some controversies there that I would love to talk to you about, but obviously I spaced it when I was working with our boy Elijah. Um, I also wanted to bring up the Christmas Day game because. Uh, Right after I got my solution, I look and I was like, they didn't talk about the Rockets' thunder after they just said the Rockets aren't playing. Like, yeah, you oh. know, that, that's, it's funny because when I, when I wrote the list down, that was the one game that wasn't confirmed, so I did not talk about that at all. Yeah, that's what, so I was like, that's why when I was like, there's got to be five. There's no way there. This is a cash cow. So yeah. I wanted to kind of my thoughts talk a little bit of the Christmas Day games as well because I'm a little excited. Um, I, got, I also want to get – your uh, your thoughts on uh, a couple topics, uh, one being uh, why you why you wanted to talk about uh, uh, Markel Fultz and T.J. McConnell before Ben Simmons. Why those two men came to your mind first? Uh, hey. I want to want to ask you about that when the time comes. Uh, that was that was interesting. I was like, dang, no love for the rookie of the year. He wasn't a rookie, but we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Well, you know, we're going to touch a little bit on that NFL preseason. I think is uh, obviously we are underway. Yeah, I boy it was nice. You know, obviously the Hall of Fame game is fun and everything, but I tell you what, that first preseason game when I watched Kirk Cousins on the first drive score touchdown, I went, all right, football's back, and the Titans got some dope ass uniforms, Jordan. Uh, bro, they did a sweet, even though they leaked a couple days early, uh, earlier in the year, they did a sweet like block party up and down that Broadway. And I'll tell you, as somebody who's been to Nashville, beautiful town, awesome. And um, yeah, those unis look tight. Oh, I was like, okay, I, I can mess with those. I like the little dark brown co- or dark dark blue coming in there on those uh, home jerseys. Man, they look yeah. they they look like how the Bills would look if they had a light blue instead of red and knew what they were doing. Like it, it was, it was, it was, it's the closest 
I've seen one of my favorite jerseys I've I've ever seen was um, I owned a white Buffalo Bills Willis McGahee with the half blue half white, and these Titan jerseys remind me of those dope Bills jerseys, and that's I'm like okay I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go buy a buy like a Derrick Henry jersey or something now because those things are tight, man. Those things no are doubt, fresh. no doubt. <laughs> Obviously, we're gonna talk those uh, those those first few snaps here as far as the big uh, first starters. Made some things to look forward to, and I think we even got to get to know them by our friend Nick Hagberg. Uh, what yeah. do you think, Ryan? Sound like a good show tonight? I'm I'm excited, man. Let's rock and roll. Let's have some fun. It's good to be back. All right, let's uh, let's hear back from our uh, sponsors, and then we'll be right back with you, Sportscast Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey, yo, it's Sportscast Radio. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blog talk. Radio.com forward slash strong style media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings' free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. Wait, what was the the Kaze ni Nare? Is that what is that what that sounded like to you? 
That's what the song's actually called. Oh wow. That's it's actually tight. called they mean a ray. It's like it means like uh go with the wind or something like that. I've been doing my, my Minoru Suzuki uh Minoru Suzuki research. <laughs> so I went back 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 in the back in the back in the back in the back. Uh listening to some old shows yesterday and I was listening to uh an old podcast Podman of the Squared Circle from July of twenty fifteen. And I'm like, uh oh, Jordan's calling. This dude just hating in the chat room the whole time. You come in there and you're like, man, y'all need to be talking about the WWE and this brand spit. Nobody cares about no roller skate Nakamura, and no one cares about any of this New Japan. This stuff isn't good wrestling at all. Y'all need to talk about the mainstream stuff people care about. I'm like, <laughs> damn. Three years later. <laughs> If you recall back in, man, Kota Bushi is the deal. Screw Roman Reigns. <laughs> Yo, that's tight. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, that, that commercial gets me jacked every time because I'm just like, oh, you're going to put the boots to somebody's face. <laughs> oh, I, I cannot wait, man. I'm like five months away from seeing him live. That's going to be cool. incredible. I I just can't wait to be able to probably, uh, I mean, let's see, Suzuki will probably come out in hour three, so we'll say eight deep in my drinks as I scream, Kaze ni nare! with 50,000 people in the Tokyo Dome. Oh. Yeah. I can't wait for Alex or Brian to miss the cue and then go, dang it! I'll never in my life again get to do that. And I screwed it up. It's like <laughs> one time. Right. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Obviously, lots of good coverage coming up for uh, the, for the WrestleCast radio. Yeah. Shout out to, I got I to gotta just call it Alex just, for, just because when he's like, I'm excited about, you know, watching this NXT thing, this guy Finn Baylor. And I'm like, dang, Alex didn't know anything about wrestling out of the WWE when we started this. So it just it was crazy <laughs> listening to these old ones, uh, you know, and then moving like three years forward from now, how just how different and how, how much more is, it's expanded. And I, I don't mean to rant on the wrestling, but the fact that this company is, it's the proof's in the pudding how much they've grown in three years when you take a show that we did on this same channel and a show that we do now, and it's light. It's it's night and day different. Yeah, I uh, uh, but, I eat my words. <laughs> hey, but you know you were the only one. You were the only one. But I digress. Let's move on. Christmas Day NBA games. You brought them up last week with with Elijah. You know you guys had some talks with them. Um, I'm excited for these games. Uh, one of the games that I gotta say I, I kind of disagree with. Of of the fun one v one type aspect is the Bucks Knicks game that you guys brought up. I don't even think Przingis is going to be healthy by Christmas. Uh, Man, that would be a letdown because he tore his ACL. I thought it was, which is what a, a usually a year rehab. Usually, and he did it in like March, I think. Hmm. So I'm I don't think that right now. And then double check because I was just thinking about that. You guys mentioned, I'm like, man, that'd be awesome. Giannis versus Porzingis, you know, two guys that are the future of this league. But then I'm like, dang, Porzingis might not even play, which um, 
I know we're gonna you know, we we talk about one of these other teams, but I have a much better game that they should have put on the docket. And I'll give you that after we talk the other ones. But I just wanted to kind of go through it a little bit. Obviously, I'm in agreement. I think Staples Center should be hosting this Christmas Day game. Uh, it's going to be an oracle. It's also um, the not the not the late late game. The late late's going to be Portland Utah, but they're running the seven o'clock prime time game, which makes me think it should have been in L.A. You know what I mean? Mm. If you're giving these clock start time to Lakers Warriors, don't do it in Oracle. Do it and do it in downtown LA. Do it in Staples. We're gonna see yeah. the celebrities on Christmas night. Like, make this count. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Porzingis, by the way, uh, as far as sneaking in here, um, oh. he's been uh, at the very least been jumping off of a yacht uh, with a <laughs> with a. Uh, <laughs> With a sweet chick in a bikini, I'm looking at, uh, and this is as of June, so I think his rehab's going all right. It looks like he's got a little band-aid on the knee while he's chilling on the yacht, and uh, he's certainly uh, in no uh, in no danger of drowning as there's a couple flotation devices sitting right by him. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, heart. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna. man. Porzingis, you're the man. Brzezinski is a band, you know. Does it have a timetable at all for his return? Um, gosh, I, like I said, unfortunately, I don't see. I I see notes in in April that says it could be out long, uh, you know, with, with no timeline. Uh, but I don't think uh, it says ten months total, and he went down, I think, in February. So he could. There is a chance. There is because that's going to be a le- like. Nobody's trying to watch Kevin Knox against <laughs> against Giannis on the Nakumpo. You know what I mean? Like that—that's not an intriguing matchup. <laughs> Nothing yeah. against Kevin Knox. Sounds like a good kid. Knicks fans have something to be excited about, but I just—I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's he's no unicorn, is what you're telling me. Yeah, a little bit. I think that's about the nicest way to put it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, ah, is, he, is he like is he like one of those little Shetland sheep ponies? Like the little ones, like <laughs> little bites in the butt. He's like Kevin Knox coming in the league is like one of those like miniature horses. <laughs> like he's cute. You know, he looks like he's he's gonna be a little bit of fun. Uh, you know, it looks like he's got potential to really stand out and do something in his life, but. You know he's not that he's not that big secretariat. You know what I mean? He's not in there like I'm. I'm gonna just tear this up. I mean, gosh, dude, you you look at. I mean, they've moved Frank Nilakina in New York to the backup two guard when they drafted him last year to be the starting point guard, who's been replaced by Trey Burke and Emmanuel Moutier. <laughs> Moutier, like, as Chris uh, would say. So you. Courtney Lee with with Kevin Knox at the three, you know, Knicks fans are really excited. And I don't think it's a bad excitement. I think it's a good fit, but you know, when you're excited that you brought in to be your two power forwards, um, one of them to be the sixth man with Mario Hazonia, but then Noah Vonley, like, yeah, I understand that there's excitement with that. And Enos Cantor's making people happy, but come on, man, your big, your big fish was Mario Hazonia. I don't, I don't see what's so exciting about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I guess, I guess you're right. It all hinges on the fact that if the, uh, if, if obviously Porzingis is on the court, if Porzingis is on the court, that changes that, that matchup drastically. Um, 
but I can't wait to hear some of the matchups that you'd rather see. Maybe uh, which which one gets bumped if you think this is the one that gets bumped, or um, uh, maybe one of the other games. Uh, you said you had some thoughts on me on these 76ers and Celtics. What were what, what that? Uh, well, obviously, like I mentioned, I was like, dang, how come nobody brought up Ben Simmons? And how come Jason Tatum got forgot? I'm like, dang. Was, people, I thought Elijah no, said Tatum. No, I know, but... To, but man, I, I I'm starting to think you don't like rookies. You don't like these young cats. You're like the get off my lawn, Grandpa. This is you know, this you is or should be playing with Bill Russell and the paint. Hey, Phil Phil Jackson didn't uh, like rookies, and he did all right. That's all I'm gonna say. That, that's true. That's true. I'm gonna pick my tongue up and put it back in my mouth and walk out that door. Um, <laughs> Oh, but the thing that I like about this game that, that really stands out, though, is, is this is your, your heavy hitter. This is the big deal. You know, if, if you were this, – this, I hope, is the 430 game. I don't remember the times. It's like 11 – I think 1130 or maybe it's 10, 130, 437, and then 930, I think, are the games. 937, 430, 2 o'clock, and I think – 10 or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I'm hoping that this is your 430 game. Uh, it, it just, I feel like they're going to put Houston and Oklahoma at 430 and they're going to put this Boston game with Philly at the two o'clock time, which, which I get is fine. You get the East coast games out fairly early because of the time zone. But I mean, if you want to put a heavy hitter back to back, I know people are going to say that I'm a, I'm nuts when I say this, but you could argue that Celtics, Sixers, Warriors, and if everything clicks like it did for Houston Lakers, that could be your, your Western and Eastern Conference Finals. I know the Lakers are the odd man out, and not a lot of people think that's a possibility. Everyone says Houston, but not being optimistic as a fan, but I think there is, you know, if all of this crazy Land of Misfit Toys things work the way that they think it's going to work by – Yes, we're not bringing in the sexy names, but we're bringing in people who want to work hard and who love basketball. And that's how they drafted. That's why they got Kuzma. Look how good that worked. You know, that's what happened with Josh Hart. Look how good that turned out. So, I, you know, I trust Magic and Rob Palenka. And if they think this is a good idea and then Luke Walton can coach it and LeBron likes the idea too because you, you got to get your star included, by all means, let's see what you guys can do with it. But if – if that is a chance to be your final four teams, those should be back-to-back games. And I feel like they're going to separate them with, with Houston and OKC. I actually have the official times here if you'd like them. Nice. Is the, so Milwaukee, I'm guessing, is first. Milwaukee, Milwaukee New at New York is, is uh, at uh, 11 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Eastern. Are they Second doing the game? Boston? Second. Second game would be at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Oklahoma, Thunder, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder at Houston Rockets at uh, at 2 p.m. Uh, Central, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, 4.30, I'm guessing, is Boston, Philly. That is uh, absolutely correct. 4.30 for Boston, Philly. 5 p.m. For Lakers, 9.30 for Houston or Utah, Portland. Good job, scheduling committee. Good yeah, job. Did all right. That's a good lineup. Hey. That means that means after I've had way too much eggnog, I'm gonna sit back and watch uh, you know, uh the Utah Jazz get uh you know, probably probably reasonable numbers against uh Portland Trailblazers. I have no faith in them this year. In in Portland? Yeah. I think if there's gonna be one drumming on Christmas Day, it's that game. You know, Utah pounded or 
you know, they were pounding people in the playoffs. And Portland, as a three seed, got swept by a DeMarcus Cousins list, uh, New, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I think Portland is on the downswing. I think. I think that's why there's so much talks of the Lillard Lillard getting traded or McCollum getting traded because I think uh I think they know it's not working there. And I think I think they're starting to realize that they had the window and it just didn't work. And I think they're they're finally figuring out something that I figured out last year and it sucks for me to say this because I'm a huge fan, I'm a big proprietor of his game, but Damian Lillard's not a number one. He's a two. He needs a guy with him. And oh yeah. We saw it last year couldn't lead you know he, I think he was all NBA first or second team and he couldn't get paid he, he got swept in the first round that's not oh, yeah. that's not a you know, not a superstar and it sucks because I love me some Dame Lillard but or Dame Dash as Elijah called him but <laughs> the uh the funny thing about uh Dame Lillard though is uh you know he might not be a a three-quarters uh, four quarters guy, but he's definitely three quarters, and the three quarters I'd count him in is two, three, four, because that man knows how to finish games. Yeah, you know, and that's where I think it. You know, obviously it's 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 an easy thing for me to say because I'm such a fan, but I think that's one of the beauties of the idea with him going to LA and a deal that would have sent Lonzo and I think a, a couple picks is now you could have. You know, LeBron start hot getting all Kuzma and all these guys into the game. But then when LeBron's moving to that, uh, you know, the the kind of leading the team and not necessarily the alpha male role, that's where you can have Lillard strike in the fourth and LeBron can do what he does, you know, getting boards and getting the ball dished. So I think that would have been a perfect. I mean, that's just and, – and like I said, it's easy for me to say for the simple fact that it's the Lakers, but I, I, I truly believe that that's a great fit. You know, he's – he needs to be on a team. You, you know where? You know, okay, I'll tell you something, and this this might make them dangerous. But with how much we saw them improve, and how the fact that Cleveland got away with beating this team by the skin of their teeth, they they shouldn't have even made it out of this the first round. But could you imagine Lillard playing on Indiana with with Oladipo with how he's starting to play? That's a nasty combo. Yeah, that's uh, that is pretty damn good too. Uh, yeah, you know, but and especially with the East being getting weaker, it's just how it is. The East is weaker. Period. Um, Utah is going to be a tough team. You know, we know that, so I think that game is going to happen. Donovan Mitchell probably puts up good numbers. Rudy Gobert is going to be throwing shots. But I'll tell you what, I'm I'm really excited for the the Lakers Warriors, and not just because of the obvious. It's the Lakers Warriors, but. You know, if the Lakers come out and they get beat by 10, is anyone going to expect anything different? Uh, on the road, no. What if they do what they did last year when nobody expected, when they didn't have LeBron, and they beat the Warriors by 20 in Oracle? What if they come out and do it again? That'd be people, tight. People are going to pay it. It's, they have more to, more to gain than they do to lose. Like, if they lose, people are not going to think of anything of it. But if they come into Oracle and they put, uh, you know, put, put, some, put some elbows in on Golden State, I'll tell you what, Golden State goes in that locker room and they're going to start thinking about L.A. in a much different limelight. And I think that's the best thing to have is I understand you don't want Golden State to be honing in on you and, and being prepared and knowing what they're going to have with this. But I tell you what, I would love it if Golden State knows in the back of their mind that I'm a problem that they can't just necessarily get rid of. That's very true. 
I, uh, I'm curious to see how they line up defensively, um, especially uh, if you got so, many, so much depth off the bench. You got Lance Stevenson and, uh, and uh, Draymond Green. Obviously, it's going to be a volatile court. Mm-hmm. One guy uh, didn't get mentioned when you guys talked about the Lakers, but I think makes an interesting case as to being a difference maker, especially in a series with Golden State, is JaVale McGee. Really? He's played on these Golden State teams. He started on these Golden State teams. You know, obviously they kicked him to the curb until they got Boogie Cousins. If I'm, if I'm JaVale McGee, I'm going, hey, man, you were winning with me playing center. Whether you think I'm an all-star or not, I take that personally that you dumped me for a dude coming off an ACL injury. And that's a you know, big that's- cat. Oh yeah, you know, it's really interesting too because I watched some of his games and when, it, when a team around him is confident, and obviously, it's easy to be confident when you have, you know, four potential MVPs on your team. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he plays at a different level. And I still think, I th- I still think he's going to look equally as good as he did there with the talent that he has around him in L.A. There's no reason not to. And, you know, I, I love the comment, uh, the comment you made about, about having the confidence. Look, we know before Golden State, there was a lot of criticism because he didn't have you know, confidence and, and players around him that were, that were making him better, you could say. But I'll tell you what, everybody on this Lakers team, I can guarantee you Kuzma, Alonzo, Josh Hart, Thomas Bryant, hell, I'll throw Avika Zubats in there just because I'm a mark. You know, and then you can <laughs> even look at some of these other guys. But, you know, when you look at that core five, because that's what they're bringing back to the table. They're bringing those five and KCP, too. Let, you know, let's not forget him. He, he was somebody that, that kind of got forgotten in the background. Yeah. When when you hear that at eleven oh one, Magic Johnson walks into LeBron's home in L.A. when nobody knew the meeting was taking place. None of us did. We were, we did a live show and no no one knew this was going on. We were just hoping. And Magic sits down and he's like, you know, let's so let's discuss this. And LeBron goes, all right, check this out. This is what I'm going to be able to do with Lonzo. I, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. And we're going to click, and it's going to work. This is what I'm going to do with Kuz. This is what I'm going to do with Hart. This is what I'm going to do with Zubats. You know, and he's talking about all these rookies and what he's going to be able to do with them. If, if that comes back, or when that comes back to the locker room, think of all these young kids. And you look at, you know, those same ones that I brought up. You look at Lonzo. You look at, at Ingram, you look at Kuzma, you look at Josh Hart, Thomas Bryant, guys like that. All these dudes already have a drive to win, and you could see how much better this team played last year. They all respond to Luke Walton. And now on top of that, you got a front office that, that is backing you guys and wouldn't trade any of you guys for Kawhi frickin' Leonard, whether it's a, a calculated role or not because you, you think you can bring him in. But you're that valuable that he refused to trade any of you guys. And he brings in the best player in the world who wants to play with you guys. These kids are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder and they know not a lot of people thinking they're going to be able to play well together. I, I just, I think this team's going to come in with a, with a massive ass ego and an aggressive tone that nobody's going to expect because they're going to go, we got the best basketball president in the world. We got the best gym in the world. We got the best owner in the world. We got the best fans in the world. And now we got the best player in the world that are all backing us up. What more motivation? Take that for you data. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 I mean, what else do you need? You're absolutely correct, man. You got to take that for data. I mean, uh, he he's offers a lot right on, the, on the court, off the court, and you definitely, you definitely hit the nail right on the head, man. 
Oh, man. I'm going to take a week off every other week, man. Coming hard. <laughs> I'm so jacked. I can't even sit still in my seat. <laughs> I'm I'm breaking through the wall like the Shockmaster. I just didn't, you know. Oh, I'm just oh, so jacked. I, I cannot. So good. Then, yeah, the, Christmas, the, Christmas truly is something special for obviously NBA fans. Uh, you look at that lineup. Honestly, again. I see your argument on the New York game. It's very dependent on, obviously, uh, being there for Przingis. But uh, head to toe, though, it's a solid lineup. You got some little appetizers. You got a main course. You got a little dessert there. I think it's a, I think it's a fine evening to watch, sit back, watch some, uh, watch some uh, great NBA action on Christmas. What do you think overall? I, I think it's a tremendous list. Obviously, Houston OKC is always going to be fun because you get Harden versus Westbrook. And that's always a good time, especially then when you can say, oh, and then on the side for your, your side meal, we got Paul George versus Paul, uh, Chris Paul. And then we got Carmelo against his former team. So, yeah, it's all said and done. You, you got you got a great little uh, that's like the fun, like meat and cracker snack bar that you have while you're having some drinks and, and mingling. That's, but that's right. You know, I, I said you got the big four. Going back to back, that's a seven-hour block or a five-hour block of basketball. That's going to be tremendous. You get that nice dessert of Donovan Mitchell. But I tell you what, they 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 missed on one thing. They missed on one thing. And if you if you put New York in against Milwaukee because you needed to have an early game, and you didn't want to make it too outlandish for you know East Coast people, and have the game started there, there's a there's a city right above New York that had the number one record in the entire Eastern conference and they have the best story in the off season right now. And they should have been playing against the former team of their now star player. If you'd get where I'm going with this, you would like to see some Spurs against San Antonio is what you're telling me. Well, Spurs against Raptors. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Spurs against Raptors. Derp. I had a and, rough and moment. It, yep. It's all, it's all good. It's in Toronto, right above New York, same time zone, same situation. But now you got Kawhi and DeRozan against their former teams. That's how you start Christmas Day. That's where I think yeah. you missed hard. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely be an interesting, uh, interesting take home as far as that goes. Uh, you know, you also heard uh, awkward rumors that uh, the Clippers are pursuing Kawhi Leonard still and trying to get a, a trade to happen. Do you uh, think this is something that's going to happen? Jalen Rose brought this up that he thinks that the, the LA Clippers sound like the desperate ex-girlfriend trying to get their guy back. Like, just let it go. Just stop. Yeah. Like, well, you they, know, don't, they don't want to do it. Just go. Again, you know, obviously uh, even Adrian Wojnarowski still uh, reported on this as well. So it might have a little lags in regards to them having some pursuit. If, if you had to say before Christmas, uh, if Kawhi is moved Again, at all. Okay, not just to the Clippers. Uh, what would you say the chances are of that? that? Of him getting traded again? Yeah. Sure. I will put a fat goose egg that he is not going to be moved. If you're Masai Ujiri and you're trading DeMar DeRozan, who's under contract to the Spurs, uh, for Kawhi Leonard, you're literally doing the OKC Paul George route where you're getting him and you're hoping that if you have him for a year, you can – uh, you know, essentially make him fall in love with your team and city and sign with the team. It's literally the Paul George, Paul George road. 
And the positive for Masai Ujiri with the Raptors is he has already flirted with trying to move DeRozan or Kyle Lowry to free up some cap because it doesn't seem to work. But I tell you what, you add Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan and you already had the number one record in the Eastern Conference, you're going for it all. There's no more LeBron to eliminate you. He's not moving. If anything, he, he leaves in free agency and they go, well, at least we got some salary relief. But, I mean, let's, let's just think about it. If you're the – okay. All right, check it, check it. I'm, I'm going to call you up and Jerry West over in the Clippers, all right? No, and, let's go. And you're Masai Ujiri. You know, hey, Masai, what's going on? Look, he's, he's free agent next year. We know he wants to come home. We want Kawhi Leonard. What do you want for him? Oof. That that's that gets a little little rough, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can offer you something if if you'd rather. Look, check it, check it. I'll give you Lou Williams. Yeah. I'll give you Tobias Harris. I'll give you um, Shai Gilgis Alexander, our rookie, and I'll give you a first round pick. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's pretty much what it's going to come down to. Um, obviously, a team that's been uh, completely ripped apart um, in talent. Like, you're supposed to hang yeah, up on me. That you're changing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, again, they've only gotten they've only gotten younger, but uh, obviously none of it's mature. So what? What? Obviously, I, I think I'm more in agreement. You just kind of swayed me in regards to the, him potentially being moved, unless there was be somebody who had a little more uh, obviously uh, room in the pockets as far as opportunity goes. The Clippers are running out of starting five, probably, of a guy like Patrick Beverly. Like I said, Lou, Avery Bradley, because Lou Will's your sixth man. I, probably Danilo Gallinari, Tobias Harris. And now because they needed a center, they're running Marcin Gortat. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay, you're going to throw in Sindarius Thornwell and Luke Richard and Bob Mute? Like, what is it? There's no way. It's like. <laughs> they're not going there. The Clippers are trash. They're they're gonna they're gonna struggle to be better than the Sacramento Kings this year. Woo, that's rough. That is rough. Uh, you they know we're smack dab in the middle I, actually. Now that I think about it, today is the uh, the center date for the NBA. So in sixty five days, uh, it's been sixty five days off. Now uh, sixty five more days, we'll have our first game. Ooh, I can't wait. Uh, Lakers, they play at Portland on, I think, the 16th. It's a Wednesday TNT game. And then on the 18th, that Friday, they are at home for their opener. I am jacked. Yeah, 18th, uh, 18th on the road at Portland. Uh, yes, you are correct. They have uh, Houston as the uh, home opener. I And, like, I, I kind of feel once again that they should have just had the first game be a home opener. But I get it. You got to – you got to fill some TV, and I'm sure there's probably like a Taylor Swift concert or something, so they couldn't do the game early. So, you know, and, and to be fair, look, if I'm running Staples Center, nothing against T-Sweet. What's her, what's her nickname? T-Sweet? Is that what they call Taylor T- Swift? T-Swizzle? Swizzle, whatever. You tell her to get her hizzle out the whizzle because the king's coming home for the opener, and you move hell and heaven and earth for this Lakers season opener. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I know. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. NBA, obviously, uh, a little touch. Uh, how about uh, how about when we after we get back, we touch on another first that happened, obviously, the first week of the NFL preseason. What do you think? I, I'm all for it, but let me say one thing that I, that I wanted to get out. The L.A. Clippers, I know I, I trashed this team, but they had a five-year window to do something with a team that had Paul, Griffin, Redick, um, you know DeAndre Jordan. They had they had 
a squad. They had an entire opportunity. They couldn't get out of the second round. Golden State hadn't started yet. Um, OKC was in the midst of their of their frustrations. I mean, it was it was theirs for the taking when Chris Paul got vetoed to the Lakers and they snuck in and took him from us. And I tell you what, think of how long in their franchise history it took them to get that five year window. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So Clippers fans, Jordan. Even though you're, I think you just do it to piss me off most of the time. But that team ain't. That team might not sniff the playoffs for ten years, unless something most drastic. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the pop culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look in the local Minneapolis, Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the sweet science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's the standing eight count radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. On Trevor Harrell, if you want to come say hi, what up? But uh, I imagine you. <laughs> <laughs> Friends. <laughs> uh, 
What shout out shout out to Jawan Evans and Milos and Teodosic on the team. Mike Scott in the mix. And a little Boban Marjanovic. Oh, that team's gonna be trash. trash. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You wanted to get to the NFL, man. Wow. Take it away, man. You're just as I was about the Lakers. You know, I am. I am. Uh, honestly, it's it's really cool because you got to see a lot of uh, new quarterbacks uh, on new teams uh, throw some passes around. Uh, you had the Hall of Fame game start things off. Uh, and, uh, and and as, obviously this week, uh, pretty rough. Speaking of friends, uh, Terrell Pryor not exactly getting a little love around his old team. Uh, have you seen any of those clips? Is that the, the Jets-Redskins fight? Yeah. Shout out to our guy, um, uh, Darrell Owens, uh, or yeah, the, the, uh, the legacy maker, he always comes on and does our draft with us. He's at uh Redskins training camp covering the team. And I was watching one of the videos where two of the fans that were in attendance for the scrimmage started fighting. <laughs> like he was going from the players to the crowd. <laughs> That's lit. <laughs> I- Ain't no jokes. They've been there for two a days. They've been sitting there for two a days watching them do two a days. All right, that's nuts. <laughs> uh, I wanted more though. Uh, Terrell Pryor. Uh, <laughs> remember when Kobe had the ball thrown kind of in his face or act like it, and he and he and he didn't flinch like a like a boss. When Matt Barnes thought he was gonna plunk out the Mamba. Yeah. Well, imagine that. Except uh, <laughs> except uh, Terrell Pryor is the the one who's getting. Uh, Getting murked by uh, let's see, uh, it's uh, was it Swearinger? Okay, uh, yeah. So he goes and he, he does like a like a Debo flex, like I'm gonna hit him kind of thing. And Terrell Terrell Pryor uh, is wearing a helmet. And he like does like a Matrix spin move to try to dodge a punch that doesn't come towards him. <laughs> it's pretty bad, bro. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, you know, but uh, again, uh, you know, there is actual scores to be had. Uh, obviously, none of them matter. It's about kind of getting some reps. And uh, I don't know, man, you, you, you touched briefly on it on the intro there. The Vikings uh, show a little hope with one uh, Kirk Cousins at the helm. What did you think? Oh, man, he was, he was driving well. And I'll tell you what, Latavius Murray looked good. He, he was making some things happen. They saved uh, Delvin Cook, which was nice. But when Cousins needed to make a play, he was making plays. And, you know, as a Vikings fan, one thing that made me so freaking happy was, all right, they got to the, you know, like the the two-yard line or whatever on that opening drive. Murray couldn't get in. Great. What's new? We're going to have to settle for a field goal. No, Kirk Cousins took care of business. He's like, what up, Stephon Diggs? I see you, baby. Like, let's go. We got a red zone touchdown inside the five. Like, we didn't settle for a kick because we have a terrible goal line offense. It was beautiful. And – you know, it's it's awesome that I, I'm blanking on his name. I'm sure you'll be able to pull it up. But um, our new offensive coordinator, he was the quarterback coach for the Eagles. Being our offensive coordinator is somebody who literally worked with just quarterbacks, and we saw what Carson Wentz did year two, uh, leading in the team to the Super Bowl. And then their backup plays out of his mind to get a huge contract in Nick Foles. I can't wait to see what he's going to do with, with a guy like Kirk Cousins, you know, Kirk Cousins was, I think the number one quarterback last year in play action situations. And our team was the number three team in the play action, I think was the number with, with, I mean, you put that together with a quarterback whisperer coach. I can't, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. We've never been able to like, 
Oh, we got Dante Culpepper. Yeah, he had one good <laughs> year, two good years. Like, this is Kirk Cousins. Vikings have never had a quarterback in their history who had back-to-back seasons of 15 or more touchdowns. Kirk Cousins has done over 23 straight years. That's a crazy number. Like, yeah, or, we, or it hasn't been three years of 15 or more touchdowns. It's always been like 40, 35, 7, you know, things like that. <laughs> Cousins has done it himself the last three years, and probably more. So we finally have a quarterback. Like, I, I'm willing to take our quarterback and put him up against the league with our weapons, which you never would have done with, you know, Sam Bradford, <laughs> you know, guys like, uh, what's his, Christian Ponder. Like, we would have never done that kind of stuff. So I just, yeah, I can't, you, I can't wait. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, because some other quarterback news, uh, obviously we said farewell to Teddy Bridgewater. You, did you know how he fared in that 17 uh victory that they had over the Atlanta Falcons? Didn't he go like seven for eight with a touchdown? He did. He went seven for eight, uh, 85 yards and a touchdown. Not bad. Yeah. No, uh, good. Stan- his legs were back under him. Like he he yeah, looked he-, he looked like the uh, the knee injury or the knee bug did anything for him, which is awesome. So that was that was pretty nice. Yeah. No, I remember the dismay when you when you got all excited that he got put in the game and he threw that first pass and he threw that. Oh God, I'm so dude. Here and here's the thing: is Teddy Bridgewater was a guy where he was good for the team. He was a good leader. He was great with the community. I mean, everybody, if you haven't seen it, look up that Hey Teddy music video that this this special needs kid made uh, inviting Teddy Bridgewater to his birthday. And Teddy Bridgewater actually comes to the kid's birthday at his house, and they make a second video with Bridgewater. And it, like, I cried watching this. Jordan, if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. It's It's insane. And he has a non-contact freak injury that nobody knows what's going to happen to him. And as much as it sucks, and I understand because of the business, you can't guarantee somebody like that the money that he would have been guaranteed. So you got to let him walk. And it sucks, man. It really does. I wish they would have brought him back and, and came to terms on a nice deal for a backup. But, you know, when you have an opportunity to get a, a quarterback, a top six quarterback in his prime, and he's available on the market, I mean – we haven't seen something like that since Drew Brees being available in his prime. So you have to take it. Look, look what happened to Drew Brees when they bumped him for Phillip Rivers. I mean, you know, the rest is history with New Orleans. So you have to take that, take that opportunity that you can get Cousins. But it sounds like there's teams that are calling the Jets about trying to trade for him um, because, they, you know, they already have McCown and, and Darnold. So there's, there's teams that are already inquiring to, to make Teddy a, a piece of their offense, and that makes me happy. Yeah, no, that's absolutely good for him. Uh, speaking of Darnold, he went 13 for 18, uh, just a hair under uh, 100 yards and uh, with a touchdown as well. Pretty serviceable numbers for the young kid. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he's the real deal. I I was very concerned that, that Cleveland was going to pass on him. And, you know, to their credit, it looks like Baker Mayfield is going to be, at least for the time being, okay. But um, – Darnold just to me looked like the real deal. And I know people were like, "Ah, but he's a USC kid. I get that. But you can't, for all the the Mark Sanchez's, you can't forget about Carson Palmer. You know what I mean? So he, he just, he looked big and he looked ready to go. And I mean, we saw it here. Jets fans have something to be excited about. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm like, uh, if I recall our uh, our interview earlier in this, the uh, summer here, where he said, "No, there's nothing to be excited about." Yeah, Louis Serrano Jr. 
<laughs> I tell yeah, you what, though, man, feeling. Baker Mayfield. I, I know I mentioned him. Dude threw over 200 yards at two touchdowns. He led a 14 play drive that hasn't been done in like, like three years for the team. Yeah, like they haven't yeah, had a, like a 14 play scoring drive in like three years. Uh, offense actually looking pretty potent for him. Yeah, Baker Mayfield went 11 for 20, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Tyrod Taylor went five for five with 99 yards in a TD. What do you think of that? Yeah, I I think it's it's great for Cleveland because hopefully they're smart enough to realize that they do not have to make Bayfer, Baker Mayfield play immediately because you you if you brought in Tyrod Taylor, use him. You know, he's not a guy you just bring into like, oh, in case we need him. No, he's not a in-case-break-the-glass kind of guy. He's a great quarterback, and he was in a bad situation in Buffalo. And with Cleveland having their first good situation in years, you know, he goes on the field, and, you know, 99 yards, five plays with a touchdown, that's a perfect passer rating. Pretty darn good. Uh, you cannot complain one bit about that. Uh, Nick Chubb looking a little, uh, looking a little slight. Getting definitely not, uh, not a good day for him. Fifteen carries, only eleven yards, averaging under Ooh. one yard ah. a carry. Uh, definitely. Definitely tough. Uh, on the other side, they had a couple uh, little rookie action to talk about. I don't know if you heard. There's this guy named uh, Saquon Barkley. You heard of him? Oh my God, Saquon Barkley broke like a forty-some yard run, his first play, or a thirty-nine-yard uh, run or something like that, his first play. Funny, funny thing about that is uh, he only had four carries on the uh, on the day, and forty-three yards was the total. So still, uh, <laughs> so he goes for four to add the next three plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so hot, but at the same time, it's 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 not necessarily about the, uh, you know, it's the big runs that separates uh, separate running backs from uh, greatness. Uh, you look at uh, even in in house here with Adrian Peterson, uh, it was it was the big run that made him famous. Uh, even though his carries and average was pretty high, it's the big ones that got him there. He, you know, he may get nine carries and only get, like, 20 yards, but I'll tell you what, on that 10th one, if he breaks it, you guys are paying for it when he when he goes 80 for t- for a touchdown. And that's yeah, that's why you need guys like that is because you keep giving them the chances. They're going to capitalize on one of them. And Saquon Barkley looks like a guy who's who's going to capitalize. If you keep giving him the opportunity, he's going to make teams pay. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, some uh, other interesting things, obviously, people kind of looking at the, the Eagles as far as what's going to happen there. Uh, you know, didn't see, uh, didn't see uh, any, any names passing the ball for the Eagles, actually. It was Nate Sudfeld and Joe Callahan uh, as far as doing all the passing work. Shout out to me. A couple of touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. <laughs> only touchdowns. He also had uh, a couple of interceptions to go along with it, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, J.H.I.E. was uh, reasonably uh, effective, four carries with 20 yards, something you'd like to see out of him. Um, yep. You know, but I, I still contend the Eagles will not repeat as champions. Uh, you've heard it here uh, about three months ago when I said it. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you know, still uh, you got to see a little Landry Jones action in, uh, in Pittsburgh. He went four for four with a touchdown and 83 yards. Uh, you know, that was kind of entertaining also. What did, you, what, did you get a chance to check that out? I saw I saw a little bit, but not, not a, a a gross margin type of games. I'm not, you know, I'm not a Steelers guy. I'm not an Eagles fan, so I kind of eh, shunned on it gotcha. a little bit. I tell That's you what I did right. watch, though. Baltimore, I like that Baltimore. Uh, Robert Griffin III threw a touchdown. Uh, five for seven. 
You know, Flacco, five for seven through a touchdown. Lamar Jackson goes seven for 18, 119 yards, rushes in a, a touchdown, five for 21. That's a, that's a nice little that's a nice little problem to have when you have three quarterbacks that all looked effective. If RG three can be a slight bit of what he was, that's a solid backup. And the yeah. fact that they Joe uh, um, Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson, and uh, Mr. Harbaugh were all in in the the office, and they were like colluding together ways to have both quarterbacks on the field. And nobody knew what they were talking about. I think it, I think it's it, it's their coach. I thought it was still their coach, still Harbaugh. But um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen with those two guys when they line up at the same time out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, definitely did some good work there. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson even coming off that uh, that first uh, preseason game against the Bears uh, threw out some decent numbers as well, uh, if I recall. Uh, that's a positive yeah. too. You get, uh, you know, he had a bad rookie season. You know, he had a couple catches and a touch. Yeah, uh, you know, Rams obviously didn't show much, but at the same time, again, I, I don't look at these like uh, I don't look at the the scores as much as uh, as much as anything. But at the same time, you, you still like what what are you guys doing if if anything at this point? Then <laughs> I just watched that uh, the uh, uh, troll prior thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I told you, man. He's, uh, you know, he got deboed pretty hard there. And uh, what had happened was when he went, when dude threw that punch at him, he actually was thinking in his head he was wrestling Okada, and he thought Kazu pulled him in for the Rainmaker, and that's why he turned real quick. Uh, he didn't take the bump. That was so good. That was it, good. <laughs> man, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad some. Got it. <laughs> uh, you know, we got to see the return of Andrew Luck uh, for the preseason through nine passes, 64 yards. Uh, do you think he's enough to make a big difference on that team as a whole? He stays healthy. I mean, they went from three and 13 to the playoffs as rookie year. Um, so I, I definitely think so. And he's, he might be one of my favorite mic'd up players. I remember last, uh, I think it was last year before he got hurt again, he got creamed by somebody on the Browns. Their O-line gave him no hope. And he's like, and he's like oh, good, 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 good hit, man. Yeah, way to go. Good hit, man. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, good sack, good sack. Just <laughs> profit everyone. He's, that means, you know, so he's having a good time out there, which is awesome. But yeah, I, I still say the best pl- the best pick in the draft, and no one's gonna think it because it's not the sexy one. But but them skipping over Bradley Chubb and all those guys, and those, and them grabbing Quentin Nelson to start at left guard to help keep Andrew Luck upright, I think is one of the smartest moves. Because those yeah, teams it, it, that skill position guys and go early on a you know a guy that's a, almost a guaranteed great number one. Those are the guys that, yeah, the pick wasn't sexy, but look at Joe Thomas. Look what he did. You know, he's not yeah. going to be Eric Fisher on the Chiefs. Like, that's not what Quentin Nelson's going to be, where he's going to be a bust. This He's going to be – he's not going to be Andre Whitworth. This is going to be a solid offensive lineman picked in the top three. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of uh, more rookies and sexy picks, uh, switching over to maybe one of your teams that you might be very familiar with. They now are the home of Sam Bradford, Mike Glennon. Uh, they also have Josh Rosen. How would you think of the Arizona Cardinals first run against the Chargers? Shout out to uh, 
<laughs> Shout out to Sam Bradford. What do you go one for one? Uh, he did. He did. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was, you know, Josh Rosen didn't have the, you know, he didn't throw for over 100 yards and a touchdown like Josh Allen and Sam Darnold or 200 like Baker Mayfield. But he looked, he looked fine. He looked comfortable. And I think that's the number one thing you're going to ask for. Because if you are able to slot uh, Josh Rosen in, I said on the day we did the draft, and I, when I, I, and I, I drafted him for the Cardinals that, that day of the draft when we did it, I said he's going to be the most NFL-ready right off the bat. Maybe not in 10 years the best out of the, out of the group, but he's the best NFL-ready because of that system they ran in UCLA. And if he's comfortable and not jittery, you have him with Larry Fitzgerald, who's the most security blanket wide receiver you could throw to. I think he's got like 10 drops in his career. You know, some guys get that in a season. And the, the fact that he's got a guy who can catch out of the backfield and arguably one of the best players in the league in David Johnson, he's got weapons. J.J. Nelson, if he just wants to heave the ball, is going to be fine. So I really like what they have. And I know a lot of people are down on the team, but I think this is a great start and a great guy to rebuild with. No, you know, I think you're right. Um, you know, again, still super early. None of this really matters. Um, but, you know, some of the other things on the other side of the ball, Geno Smith getting a lot of reps, uh, 218 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Cardale Jones even went uh, uh, 6 for 12 with 50 yards. Um, you know, Chargers showing some versatility there. Uh, you got Melvin Gordon. They, they still have a lot of uh, weapons on that team, too. Uh, I think they could still be very interesting to watch also, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I I do. And and I I think the Chargers, you know, we said this before. I think they could, I think they're going to win that division. I think they're going to win the AFC West. Hmm. That's I that, I'm I'm still not sold one way or the other. Obviously the Vikings played the Broncos. Um I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't not not okay with it. I you know, I I think that they're going to be way tougher than people think. You know, look at if, if Keenan Allen stays healthy, he's a top five wide receiver. You know, um, they got a young tight end who's who's ready to step in the role with Gates out. Melvin Gordon showed that he's back, ready to be in a work, workhorse. You know, if Mike Williams can do why they drafted him out of Clemson, he's going to be good. And their defense is going to be solid. Look at what Joey Bosa did. I mean, this this team... I think this team's in a good spot, and they're they're in a division where Oakland's not there yet, Denver's going down, and the Chiefs turned away from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, where now you're in, in the boat with a rookie. Yeah. The, you know, the rookie aspect is, is such a huge uh, undertaking in the NFL. Definitely makes a, a, a big dig. Uh, anything, uh, anybody else you're looking at as far as, you know, this early preseason that may just say, wow, that's, that's going to be interesting to see a couple of games this year. You know, I'm trying to think of it. You know, I think the majority of what stood out to me is the fact of how well these rookie quarterbacks did right off the bat. I think that's my biggest takeaway that I have. Yeah, and, and that's a legitimate uh, bit. Uh, you know, some second-year bits, too, as well. Uh, you know, you did get to see some uh, Titans-Packers. Packers threw up some good numbers. You did not get to see uh, any Eric Rodgers passing, but uh, you did get to see Deshaun Kaiser look pretty uh, serviceable. Um, 
Uh, you know, he went nine for 18, 134 yards. In fact, all three of their quarterbacks that played that game went over 100 yards, which does not make me feel pretty happy about these defensive moves for my Titans. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that being said, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Mariota went two for three, 42 yards with a touchdown. So I'm jacked on that alone. Yep. You know, and if this might be a nice way to go into it, but if you did uh, have that on the board, um, Nick Hagberg actually has a up-and-coming wide receiver for Green Bay as this week's get to know him. You know, it's funny you say that, actually. I, had, I don't have it on the board. I wasn't that prepared, but I did happen to ring it up right here on the, uh, on the celly. So we'll uh, hit that up, and then we'll go into break. So here's Nick Hagberg's get to know him. For the first time in many years, the Green Bay Packers have a lack of depth at wide receiver. With Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams being the only two locked in, in the green and gold this year. First preseason game and looking ahead, Equinamia St. Brown may be the most intriguing. Outside of his interesting name, St. Brown may turn some heads this year with his... Oh, no! 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 The phone died. <laughs> I was going to say, too, uh, also, if you mute yourself, you will stop to get to know him like I did that one day. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm getting called out bad here. It's killing me. It's okay. Me. It's okay. It's okay. Look, check this out. I got your back here. Time in many years, Let's the do it Packers two. have a lack of depth at wide receiver. With Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams being the only two locked in, there is some uncertainty who may be the number three in the green and gold this year. After the first preseason game and looking ahead, Equinamia St. Brown may be the most intriguing. Outside of his interesting name, St. Brown may turn some heads this year with his raw talent at wide receiver. The underrated Notre Dame standout slid all the way to the sixth round and quite frankly has the ability to turn any matchup into a track meet. He's a tough assignment for any slower defender and has already received praise from coaches simply saying how he never drops anything. Given his ability to win one-on-one matchups with opposing defenders, I think the presence of Aaron Rodgers will make the learning curve for him that much quicker. After a solid outing his first preseason game, he'll definitely be somebody to watch with Aaron Rodgers likely to play these next two weeks in the preseason. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into Sick of doing those big leagues? We'll try doing one-day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings set us, your boys, up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today. Make your first deposit. Put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in. Play some games. Have some fun. Week one's coming. August 2nd. Can't wait. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsleigh, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. 
Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pints Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. Polo to the float You already know though. It's Adamville for real. You see your hoes just take a photo. I'm repping as on photo with a photo on your In the photo. Not a two dough. <laughs> I uh, I will not be getting rookie of the year with the soundboard, man. Woo. <laughs> it's all good, man. Think of how many times I was here doing it first. You ain't got to, you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. They they tens though, bro. They tens though. <laughs> um, Stay in your lane. Ooh, hit him with it. Hit him with his own. Um. <laughs> Oh, oh, man, I'm getting caught all off guard here. Um, <laughs> I was I was trying to look at these stats here, and um, I had a real MVP that I wanted to bring up. So whenever you want to go into some real MVP and some, some spit takes, I got some stuff. You got stuff? I got some stuff. I got the juice. You got you got the, get the swagoo? Yeah, swagoo. You the real MVP. Obviously, real MVP for myself. I wanted, I would have brought this up last week, so I'm just going to reuse it now because it was kind of a mellow week. But Brian Dozier comes over from the Minnesota Twins. They play the Milwaukee Brewers the first two games after he gets traded. He goes three for four and two for five, home run in both game, an RBI in the first and four in the second. So going five for nine, two dingers and five RBIs against arguably the best team in the NL at the time in his in his first games with the new team. He said he feels rejuvenated and re-energized, 
Welcome to the squad, Brian Dozier. Even though you had uh, had to do an EKG today, they found irregular stuff going on. Uh, just like the bullpen is irregular after Clayton Kershaw gives you eight damn innings with two RBIs, and then the bullpen blows it in the ninth against the damn nut Giants yesterday. So that was That's a rage tight. MVP. It's not tight. You can't go 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 cheer for uh, Cinderius Thornwell some more. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah, no. Uh, obviously, we hope he does all right. Uh, you know, anytime there's anything irregular with a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I, I can definitely uh, empathize with that in regards to some things that have been going on. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a hot start for, for Dozier there. That was definitely good. Uh, my, my MVP uh, switching from, uh, from the Dodger blue to the, uh, to the green, green grass of the, the, the uh, Belle Revee golf course. Uh, shout out to Ooh, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh, did, did not win it, but went minus six on the last day to finish two strokes behind. Second place for Tiger Woods. Um, in the PGA Championship, uh, definitely put some uh, put some in good uh, space, and, and obviously, uh, as far as if you look at the overall year for Tiger Woods, uh, definitely been uh, somebody who's been fun to watch and uh, and and proven that uh, he can play at an elite level, and I think he will get a good win coming up soon here. I I I thought number fifteen was going to happen. I really did. Uh, Brooks Kopka or whatever his last name is, I can never pronounce that. Yeah, like I said, I can I can pronounce like Shinsuke Nakamura, but I can't pronounce Kopka. Yeah, or Ke- <laughs> whatever. Yeah, right. Um, or you know, it, it it I I saw after after day one when he was started to mount that comeback on Friday. But he had 10 straight holes with pars where he missed eight birdie putts. And I said, that's going to come back and haunt him if he continues to make this comeback run. And I'm not oh, yeah. saying it did, but when you miss eight birdie putts and get 10 straight pars, if you would have landed three of those, you would have won. So Yeah, that's you, you land two, you're in a playoff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, bingo. And I'll tell you what, with as hot as he was, I wouldn't have wanted to play off with him. But to be fair... That's the best second place finish in his. That's got to be the best feeling ever for second place anyone's ever had. You know what I mean with yeah. with what he's come through and come back from surgeries and injuries and obviously personal issues. Um, I I'm rooting for Tiger. You know, and yeah. like at some point we always talk about you know well this guy's a piece of crap and this guy did things like that. You know I know you guys talked last week about the uh, uh, let me let me say it for you guys Habib Nurmagomedov. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, got it. Um I was a huge fan of his, and and I agree that what he did was was horrendous and dis, 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 disrespectful and something that you don't do. But at some point, at the end of the day, you have to separate the two. And you know, the same thing with Tiger. You know, I don't I don't agree with what he's done in his personal life. You know, with some of that stuff. But as a as a golf athlete, he's somebody I enjoy rooting for. And at some point, you know, it's, it's kind of like when, when uh, you, you know, teams were mad that the Astros traded for uh, Asuna after he, you know, got the domestic suspension and they traded for him to bolster their, their pitching rotation to make a playoff run. And for as bad as it is, and as much as he should be reprimanded, after he does serve a suspension and his time, you have to separate it at, at times and you still, you know, the, 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 the day still goes. And I think Tiger has, has paid his dues and he's, 
you know, he's went through his hardships and just like Mike Vick did, you know, people deserve a second chance. And because of that, I'm glad to see Tiger Woods getting a, getting a second chance in golf and succeed, hopefully succeeding. Yeah, I, I you know, I, uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, again, not a bad year. He also finished uh, sixth, uh, tied sixth at the, uh, the British Open there, or the Open Championship is like to call yeah, it overseas. He, he was making a run there a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah. Uh, definitely, again, Tiger Woods, uh, no stranger to, to leaderboards. Didn't make the cut at the U.S. Open, but did, uh, did have, I believe, another good run at the, uh, the Players' Championship, which is uh, he finished 11th, so almost a top 10 there. Uh, Tiger Woods, again, just having an awesome overall year. Uh, you know, didn't do so hot at the, uh, the, the Masters, but the previous tournament before that, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, again, another top five dudes killing it i think he's 26 in the pga right now as far as his world ranking goes so uh definitely back in the hunt as far as that goes for a mr tiger woods if if this year is true to he's got his confidence back and it literally was a you know i'll compare it to a Shawn michaels s thing where his back was so bad until it got completely corrected he couldn't do anything with his life yeah um and sometimes things just just remarkably and just, you know, they just fix themselves. And just one day you wake up and you go, what the hell? I'm not in pain. I don't know why I'm not in pain. You know, things happen. You know, look at, you know, you watch the Shawn Michaels DVD as they compare to him. You know, his, his back was so bad that they've tried to bring him back on WWE TV as a GM role and they had to kick him off of TV because they found him sleeping in the locker room. He was on so many pills and, and drinks. You know, and Jeez. his his wife took a hold of him and said, you know, you either need to change or I'm leaving. And he, he said, I'll change for you. And, you know, in his case, he, he became very religious. I think he's a pastor in Texas now, on, you know, on, on the part, you know, his side and, you know, runs like camps in the summer and stuff. But one day for him, you know, and he credits obviously it to his to his faith, but one day it just stopped hurting and he went from never being able to wrestle again to you could argue Shawn Michaels second arc is better than his first arc. You know, you look at his second run, his feuds with Jericho, Kurt Angle, Triple H and Benoit, the Undertaker stuff. That's way better than the stuff he had in his first stanza. And who's to say that 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 Tiger Woods is is healthy and he's ready and come the 2019 season Watch out. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely, uh, again, you're absolutely right. Dude's, dude's going to be scary if this is going to be the route that he's going to be taking. If this is going to be the, uh, maybe maybe that 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 Jordan comes back for his three-peat kind of, his second three-peat kind of business, you know, uh, comes back with the, uh, the fadeaway that nobody can block. Uh, yeah, he can't explode the room like he used to, but damn, he can shoot. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Tiger Woods. But yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, speaking of things, literally what I said to you about the Lakers earlier, where if they if they miraculously drum the Warriors and Oracle, now everyone's paying attention, and now people now you're on everyone's radar. Tiger Woods put everybody on notice, and he's on people's radar now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of things you said, I think you said uh, something about some spit takes. Is that, does that sound oh, all right? Oh, I, I, I did. I have like a three and one. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear it. So let's just hit this little button right here. I was wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for the band. 
<laughs> uh, so spit takes. Obviously, uh, you sound pretty jacked that you got one here. So I'm I'm kind of uh, curious what you got. So it's only one, but it's a three part. So it's it's essentially three all in one same weekend. Um, the Little League World Series this year had some very interesting things. Um, now I don't know how many spit takes you have, so I could split these up into multiple. Do you have, do you have any tonight? Uh, you know, I, 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 I just, I think I'm actually, mine is actually yours. So I can't wait to hear it. Let's, uh, let's hear what you got. <laughs> so, uh, first one, uh, there's a, there's a kid, he's 12 years old and, uh, his name is Alfred D'Elia. And <laughs> yeah. he walks up and he says at back home, they call me big L and I hit dingers. <laughs> let's go. Let's- uh, yeah. That's uh that's pretty epic, bro. Yeah, he uh he definitely uh won over the world as far as that goes. That dude is the living embodiment of hams from uh from <laughs> from uh from the sandlot. I just imagine him having a, a stogie and saying, Oh no, 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 Bruno. You know what I mean? Like what what do you expect from this kid? Shout, shout out to as random as this is, um, cause just because he was in the first Mighty Ducks movie. Hey, did you watch Daredevil on Netflix? Uh, I did, yeah. You know who who Fo- uh, Foggy is? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he plays Fulton. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. It my mind was blown. I don't remember if it was you I talked to or who I talked to about that, but I yeah. lost my mind when I saw that. Oh, it was Alex. It was Alex because he he brought up how bad Goldberg looks now. Um, <laughs> but but I was like, oh my god, that's one of the Bash Brothers. He should be kicking people's ass, not Daredevil. This guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, man. That's just, uh, oh, that's definitely a, a, a rough moment there. Uh, do, you said you got, you got, do you have any others or? Like I said, they're all, there's, I have three that are all three different kids with three different stories in the little league world series. So if you let's, got let's one, go, second one, no, I go ahead. One. Let's see. I didn't catch this kid's name, but, uh, when he walked up, he gave a really weird smirk. Didn't say too much. Uh, so then they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, let's 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 see what all this stuff are. You know, he's a little maybe he's a little shy. And they show his stats on the thing, and it's his favorite player, and it says myself. <laughs> uh, that man's killer. Oh like, man, this, this can't get any better. <laughs> Give me the spit sound, cause it does. Oh man, oh, I oh man, now I got. <laughs> uh, age 13, 5'8", 140 Playing for what It it looks like Silver, the Silverados Or something um, uh, He, his his uh, Favorite actor is Johnny Sins The porn star <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one. Oh man, I was dying. I was just like, did that dude Really put an adult entertainment actor As his uh as- <laughs> <laughs> as his as his favorite actor, well, that dude killed it. For this though, it turns out that that picture is a fake. Oh, favorite school subject science. It was photoshopped. And oh. you know who the? Here's the kicker. Do you know who the person that came up with the Photoshop has gotten a hundred percent credit? And people are mad that this guy's now attached. Uh, to having a 13-year-old kid's favorite actor, Johnny Sins, the guy who's behind the Danny All-Star 15 fake Danny Heatley account. How? No, really? 
That's money in the bank. The Danny All-Star account, man, that thing makes me laugh. Daddy says, my Johnny Sin Photoshop is getting a little out of control. This kid is 13, so I'll be honest. Jake likes science. That's what it really said. Sorry, Jack. And then he tweeted Mm. out, Jip knocking slappers out of the backyard or something like that again. Oh, my God. That's great. I don't Uh, the porn star. But then the fact that of all accounts, the Danny All-Star is the one who got that viral. I I was like, uh, it's a two for one. If I had four and one. Oh, that's uh, that is oh, that's just beautiful. That's just. I just got so. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's super good. I I applaud. Yeah, mine was definitely gonna be uh, Big Al there. Uh, obviously, dude likes hitting dingers, and that dude just keeps it one hundred. Uh, I, I hope love- I, I hope he's the next uh, Cecil Fielder. <laughs> He's the next Danny Tartable. <laughs> oh man, I want I want him to play first base. I want him to grow a mullet and have the biggest chalo that you could see, and just be the second coming of John Cruck. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna say he looks like John Cruck out there. Taking <laughs> 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 space and whatnot. Oh man, I uh. <laughs> I feel like uh, John Cruck is uh, uh, what's his name from uh, the Penguin? Uh, <laughs> Phil Kessel. I feel like John Cruck is Phil Kessel's dad. God, I'll tell you what. Big Al is not going to be no Mark Grace playing first base. I'll just say that. Much. <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, Big Al, man, that dude definitely a hero. Uh, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. I look at the kid just walk. I like how he just walks out like do 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 do. Little Pugly Adams, like man. When <laughs> uh, it was Big Al, I hit dingers. Dude, uh, he hit a dinger in that game, I think, if I recall too. <laughs> that's dude. That's that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I can't. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait at all. That's that's up there. You know who I want to try and get on the show uh, come uh, next uh, next tournament time. I'm gonna reach out to the uh, the guy that does you know the 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 all Minnesota hockey team uh, the uh, the hair the hockey hair videos. Have you ever seen those? Yep. Yeah, I, I want to get that guy on here. <laughs> That'd be so tight. I, I just imagine like uh, him just like oh, here it comes with the like his nice high and tight. Notice that strong jawline as he says, and it's like I'm Big Al, you know, just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what else you got on the docket here? You know, I, I kept it pretty light. I, you know, I wanted to touch on something that we didn't touch on last uh, last week was the, uh, the the Hall of Fame inductions. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a good group going in as far as uh, we'll call them on field accolades. You have some questionable off field stuff as far as uh, as far as it goes. Did you did you have any thoughts on the current Hall of Fame class this year? Um, shout out to Randy Moss who uh, he said this is for the this is for the real Vikings fans. This is for the ones the real Vikings. You know, I was like, hell yeah, what's up, man? Right here, I got my 84 still. I was all about that. You know, I thought T.O. had a good speech. He did a good job. But it just, I understand, you know, why T.O. didn't. But I think 
he's going to regret not being at Canton. I really do. Because I, you know, I I agree. You're with you're with your 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 fraternity and your brethren. And I understand, you know, the, he said the league was out to get me. You know, why should I do something for the league? You know, if you think that, you think that it's fine. But you know, I, I for one, he needs to realize that he's not the only one that that gets in trouble and things like that, you know, happen. There's a reason things happen. You know, I, I, the, the, the minute they played the Cowboys when he was in San Fran and he went and stood on the star, I knew this guy was going to be trouble. You know, I, I you just knew it. And it, I, now to be fair, I thought that was dope as hell when he did it, but uh, to be fair, you knew this guy was going to be trouble. And the fact of, you know, you don't you don't get a second chance at this. This is this is something people dream of that are in in his field, and you know all these other veterans, all these other Hall of Famers, they make the trip every year to come back and welcome their welcome the rest of the team into their fraternity. You know, more players on the roster, and he didn't do that. And I think he's going to regret it. I, I think you're right. I think he is going to regret it. Um, I still um, I, I still think he should have been there the first time. Uh, his first time of eligibility. Uh, it shouldn't have took an extra year. And I got to be honest, yeah, you know what? He was a, a head case on the field. But fact of the matter is, dude did nothing off the field. If you look at somebody like, and, and, and I know he had, you know, I watched the 30 for 30. I'm, I'm empathetic with the kid. Obviously, you know, uh, there's, there's POSs everywhere. And I think uh, that, that definitely got the best of them as far as it goes. But Randy Moss, who, you know, uh, may or may not have been rolling a blunt while potentially rolling over a police officer here in Minneapolis or, or Ray <laughs> Lewis, who was accused of, uh, of obviously uh, a potential murder. Um, you know, I, I mean, as far as it goes, I look at T.O. like, again, I, I like him personally more than Randy Moss. I think Terrell Owens didn't take plays off. I think Terrell Owens showed up in a Super Bowl with the Eagles with a broken leg and still managed to get uh, nine receptions for 122 yards. Uh, you know, so, so I think Terrell Owens, maybe it's kind of bittersweet because I think he grandstanded a little bit for himself. Granted, he also did it to a small university, but I also think, uh, I also, I don't blame him a little bit. He did a Terrell Owens thing. He made it about mm-hmm. him and it's, 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 it's okay because his, his numbers speak for themselves. So, yeah, I think you're right in the fact that he's going to miss that, the fact that he wasn't there the first time, but I think he'll be there next year to, 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 to be there with the next class. And, uh, and yeah, it, it's good. I also do like Randy Moss and the tie that he chose to wear, as some may view it as controversial, but, um, you know, it, it's something where, again, using that platform as a message is important in this day and age. And I do think Randy Moss did something great with that. Uh, Ray Lewis, obviously like a 35 minute speech uh, or sermon, uh, depending on uh, how you look at it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I know Alex wanted to chime in last week, big Brian Dawkins fan safety, uh, for the Eagles, uh, and Broncos put in work, uh, that dude. Uh, however, I want to, I want to rant a little bit on Brian Erlacher, uh, and, and how, I got to be honest. Yeah, he did great things for the Bears, uh, you know, got them to the Super Bowl, uh, obviously fell short. But I'll still never forget when he had a broken wrist as a linebacker and didn't cast it up and get in the damn game. All right. <laughs> you're, you're playing the toughest position in football, and, you know, for the Bears, you know, the butt kiss, 
the Singletary. All right, you're not talking. You're not talking soft players. You're talking about warriors of the game in the black and blue division where it got its name, and 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 you're that guy. And suddenly he's in the Hall of Fame. I didn't like it. All right. Yes, he is a stellar player, but it, there's just those weird those weird quirks that that separate a a, a legendary linebacker uh, to it for a, for a, a Hall of Famer. I'm not not okay with Erlacher getting in. I I think the one thing too though people do have to realize when it's all said and done that when you get drafted in the Hall of Fame it, in in all sports they take into consideration everything in your career that you know. And and if I remember right, the one thing too with Erlacher is he was a big a big deal with doing stuff in the city for the, for Chicago, and gave back to a lot of the community. And I think that was another reason why he did get votes and did get brought in there for that reason. I mean, he took Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. I think that deserves a couple. Of votes. <laughs> he took Rex Grossman. I, I mean, let's be honest. He took Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. Oh, That's like people are taking Christian Ponder to the Super Bowl. You, you get a little points for that. But, oh, yeah. I mean. That's almost a spit take in itself right there. He took Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. Like, you, you know, if you look at it and compare, I mean, where do his numbers rank? I mean. You know, I don't I don't have his numbers in front of me. I'll try to Google him quick. But I feel like he had good numbers. Uh, he was defensive rookie of the year after registering a career high eight sacks and two interceptions. Jeez. So let's see. He had he played 182 out of 180 or he started 180 out of 182. Um he had 22 picks for two touchdowns. Um, forced 11 fumbles, 41 and a half sacks, um, 1,040 tackles. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think. I think he more got in because of more than just the stat side. I think it was his leadership and what he did for that franchise is what got him votes. Yeah, because I, um, I'm. Yeah, I'm not. So, sorry, Brian. Not impressed. <laughs> I, just, I, I, think was, I think he was another one of those guys too, where his mere presence, like you talk to Michael Thompson on the, on the Lakers and magic Johnson and Byron Scott, and everybody talks about Larry bird on that team, but they, they, the number one thing they say is we couldn't beat the Celtics until we got Michael Thompson because nobody could defend Kevin McHale. So for as much as everybody talks about bird because of his stats, McHale was one of the guys that didn't not get the recognition he deserved because he, what he did just as how he had to make teams change the way that they did everything to make up for what he did, even without the ball. And I think that's a little of what Erlacher was with the way that he was directing his line around and directing his secondary to get into positions and, and calling out players on the O-line and the way he was able to make just everybody better without even getting stats is I think was, was one of the, one of the main things that, that Erlacher drove on and, and why he got in. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, even so I still look at him, uh, you know, in comparison to uh, even, even Ray Lewis, who's going in the same year as him. I mean, Ray Lewis played what, uh, almost, uh, what, seven years more than him. Uh, you know, 1500 tackles, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, what Super Bowl MVP, wasn't he? I, I mean, 
he got uh, he got he got Trent Dilfer a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> you want to talk about a spit? You want to talk about a spit take? <laughs> All right, you, you got Rex Grossman there. He he just got he got Trent Dilfer a analyst job at ESPN for life. <laughs> you know, I, I guess too. You know, what is who are the rest of the guys that that were on that list? Uh, so Brian Dawkins. No, uh, I mean like were, oh. that were not that could have been nominated that he made them. So let, let's just see. So out of Bloomington, Minnesota is where they always do this whole voting thing. Um, so let's look. Brian Erlacher, thirteen seasons, one hundred and eighty-two games, selected ninth player overall in the first round of the draft, named Defensive Rookie of the Year, um, Associated Press Defensive Player of the Year in two thousand five after helping. The uh, helping the Bears lead the NFL in fewest points allowed had 171 tackles, um, 10 for loss, six sacks. Damn, he had 171 tackles in a season. Holy cow! Uh, passionate team leader who helped the Bears win four division titles: 2001, 2005, 2006, 2010. Um, he had no, he had nine tackles, a sack, and a pick for a touchdown in the NFC um, voted to eight Pro Bowls, named to the NFL All-Decade team as well. So, I mean, when it's all said and done, that's a good resume. That's better than what it, we... It, what it's a solid resume. He, you know, Like I said, he still missed uh, 15 games one season, again, with, with something that, in my opinion, and in, in 20 years ago's opinion, you, you, you cast it up and you get out there and you hit the next guy. Uh, as far as other uh, semifinalists that didn't make that final cut, uh, Steve Atwater, Rondé Barber, Isaac Bruce, uh, Leroy Butler, uh, let's see, Roger Craig, uh, Tory Holt, uh, Edgerton so, James, Jimmy Johnson have, didn't make the cut. Jimmy Johnson is not a Hall of Fame coach. Are you kidding me? Get in there. Let's let's be real. But if I have the final 15 modern era guys that made the list. If you want me to, if you want them. Oh yeah. I, I got them too. I was looking at the 27 before that, but I mean that, that again, obviously coach is not in there. Are you so kidding me. Take Erlacher over Bruce, Joe Jacoby, Edron James, Everson Wallace, and John Lynch. I think that's fair. What's that? I take, so the 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 fifteen through ten, the ones that didn't make the final ten were Isaac Bruce, Joe Jacoby, Edron James, John Lynch, and Everson Walls. I would take Erlacher over all five of them. Uh, I would give John Lynch a nod, a, 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 a nod, uh, and the other ones I would I would say over. And then the the final the final five that got removed were Tony Baselli, Alan Fanica, Steve Hutchinson, Ty Law, and Kevin Mawe. So I don't think if that's the list that he beat out, it was that bad. So, so that, and, but that's, that's, isn't that the weird thing, right? When you, when you think about that though, because think about the, that list that you just named. All right. And, and think about the list of the 25 that they picked from again, Jimmy Johnson has been a semifinalist five times and is not in the, uh, and not in the, the hall of fame. Uh, you, I, you know, I, you think it's a matter of him not making it in because of how good his teams were, and then when he went elsewhere, he couldn't win? He only went to one other team. Yeah. And the Dolphins, he, they, they weren't terrible under Jimmy Johnson. But, I, I mean, did they, I don't even know if they made the playoffs, did they? 
Uh, 96 to 99. Uh, I gotta, let me double, double check it. I, I don't, like, I wonder how much stock they're putting into Aikman, you know, Leon Lett, Emmett, all those guys. Jay Novacek. <laughs> Jay Novacek. Uh, um, you know, it, you know it, interesting, it, I guess here, you know, here's the interesting thing enough about him, right? Because he's also one of the only guys to win a uh, a a championship uh, at the collegiate level uh, mm-hmm. with with the uh, the Canes. Uh, you know, obviously, he you know he only he didn't coach that long. His actual uh, NFL win loss record uh, over or under eighty five wins. I'll say under. He's eighty and sixty four. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, doing doing the small legwork of it makes me think part of the reason why he isn't in there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess that's one of those things where me, because I also look at his coaching body work being partially that college aspect. Eh, I guess I'm not terribly mad. But but to be fair, though, you had a reason to go, but that's Jimmy Johnson, because you're thinking about the Dallas Cowboys. But then yeah. when you think about it as a whole, well, you got to think of it all starts, too, with Jerry Jones. And then it starts with having, you know, being able, the fact that Jerry Jones fleeced the Vikings for all those draft picks saved this franchise. Yeah. You know? So I, I think that's what the writers take into more consideration, but... I mean, I don't think it's egregious to say he belongs in there. No, but then again, yeah. you know, like I, the, 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 remember they don't use they don't use the writer system. That's that's one of the things they don't. You know, man, I don't know. I look at even going farther back. Like I hate looking at even the bigger the way they whittle it down and whittle it down. You know, they had they had 108 at one point. You know, going into September of last year. So I should actually see who this year's uh, numbers are when they start announcing it. Uh, so, <laughs> Randall Cunningham. Uh, not a uh, not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Phil Simms still not a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know the Eddie George, uh, Herschel Walker uh, is not a uh, apparently a running back wide re- or uh, Hall of Famer. Um, oh. Steve Smith, Sterling Sharp, Heinz Ward at the time, uh, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, or Chad Johnson. None of them Hall of Famers. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and, and obviously, again, a couple have been uh, on this list before. Um, let's see. I'm going to skip offensive linemen just because it's you know it's a you know it's a big meaty Jeff Saturday. Okay, Jeff Saturday should be a Hall of Famer as far as offensive so, linemen go. J- Jimmy Johnson, uh, eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six, nine and seven with the Dolphins. Uh, looks like yeah. one playoff appearance, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, coaches. Never uh, won Bill a division Cowher. either. Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. But did, 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 I don't think Cowher ever won anything. Was he? No, he was coach of the Steelers first when they won their Super Bowl. He won. He won Super Bowl so, uh, Steelers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He did get the first one, but I yeah. don't think like he went to the Super Bowl when he had um, uh, who the hell was his quarterback? I want to say Jeff uh, O'Donnell. Yeah, Neil O'Donnell. Hostel was the Colts. Uh, you know, he did go to the Super Bowl and got drummed by Jimmy Johnson. Or no, he yeah. got drummed by the Niners, I think it was. Nope, it was Jimmy. You're right. Was it? Okay, it was the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it was like 48 to 13 or some wild number, I think. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. 
Darren Darren Woodson, Rodney Harrison, uh, again Ty Law, you know Brian Dawkins obviously makes it in this year. Uh, Cornelius Bennett, Teddy Bruschi, Greg Lloyd, uh, somebody for uh, you want to talk about a linebacker with might get in. He might eventually get in. I think the thing that hurts Ty Law is he was on those teams where yes they were winning in New England, but. I don't think he gets enough credit for, for I mean, you look at those, they won the three of those four Super Bowls by field goals and yeah. they held teams to like 20 and 17 points. So they weren't letting up points. I mean, they, they shut down the greatest show on turf, but I don't, I think he's getting, he gets lost in the shuffle and something like that. Cornelius yeah. Bennett, I think what hurts him is Buffalo never won a Super Bowl. If I remember yeah. right, he was a yeah. bill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Uh, but Clay Matthews apparently was eligible. Uh, Wow, already? Uh, apparently, is it? It might, it might be senior because Clay Clay's still playing. <laughs> is it Bruce Matthews? Uh, no, I think it's Clay Matthews the second, bro. Uh, which yeah. is, I guess, kind of hilarious. Clay Matthews, yeah, Clay Matthews Jr. There, never mind. I, I take it back. Because I was going to say Clay's still playing. That didn't make sense for a second. Well, that guy's not getting in. I don't, I don't know if he is. He because he, he, he gave birth to one of the best linebackers. He's automatically in, right? Uh, but uh, but no, I, again, Jeff Saturday. As far as it goes, offensive lineman for a long time for obviously the uh, for for Peyton Manning and obviously instrumental in that. Uh, I, that as far as it goes, uh, that connection in uh, for the Colts. Uh, you know, them having a championship at all. But again, Herschel Walker. I, I again, I, I just feel like there's lots of names I that I would pick. Hall of Famer. Huh? I don't think Herschel Walker's a Hall of Famer at all. Man, I, I, I you could put him in the College Hall of Fame because I think he won a Heisman. But you did. What did I mean? What did he do in the NFL? He had like a breakout season with Dallas when that when Tony Dorsett was too old to play anymore, and then he went to the Vikings. And came here for a cup of coffee because he sucked and went to the Eagles and did the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, he had uh, fifteen hundred yards uh, in '88 with the with the uh, the Cowboys. Uh, we got him for you know for scrub work. He didn't uh, didn't pan out. Less than a thousand yards each of years. Eagles, he had one good year and then kind of didn't then kind of filtered back into uh, uh, you know nothingness as you as you said. Um, yeah, that's like saying, I, I, like if you. Herschel Walker because of that then then I I would come back with something as, as goofy as well why is Jamal Anderson not in there yeah nope uh, yeah you're, you're 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 correct again that college aspect is what something that that trips me up on it but but again I again okay, I think just, there's still defensively there was enough people to say ah, you're probably right Matt Burke offensively again even some of these offensive line guys I mean, the, some of these offensive line guys are more reasons. In fact, Jeff Saturday is a reason that he doesn't have a championship. A center for the Colts. <laughs> like, come on! Like, I, that's 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 opposite end there. Let's go. You you want you want you want some? I'll give you I'll give you a stat that's crazy. You know who's the guy that I think he's still in the league, so he's not going to be eligible yet. But a guy that you may look at me and go, "What?" And I would say, "Yep." You know who's a dude that should get consideration when the time comes is Jamal Charles. And you know why I say Jamal Charles? In 2013 and 2014, 
um, in, in two seasons, which he did not play full seasons. So these aren't full seasons. I think it was like 15 or less games. He had 21 rushing touchdowns and 12 receiving touchdowns. That's crazy. And that was in like a span where I think he went like two games at, at the start of it without anything and like three at the end without anything. So I think in something like 25 games, he had 21 and 12 touch. He had 33 touchdowns. Like before that dude got injured, that was a that was Bo Jackson, but coming out of the backfield catching passes. Like I don't think people realize that the two years, you know, and, and a lot of people bring up fantasy football now as a big way to to gauge stats. And you know, I understand, you know, it's it's not how the world goes, but it gets people to pay attention to stats more, and you can have better statistical discussions because of it. I don't think anyone's ever had a greater stretch of two years in fantasy football history than what that guy was doing those two years. Like, if he didn't get hurt, good God. I mean, yeah, uh, you don't see dudes putting up you know, 25, you know, 20, touch, 20 touchdowns in a season anymore, let alone twice almost. Uh-oh, I think we lost. Did we lose Jordan? I think Jordan got booted, and I can't see the border. I can't see anything. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. I just I think Jamal Charles is a guy who who doesn't get a, enough due or enough credit for what he's doing. Um, I wish I could find that there was there was some like interesting stat of something I saw um, about what he did. I can't find the dang thing, but uh, it was very interesting as to just just how good that guy was going at one time. Four-time Pro Bowler, uh, two-time All-Pro. He played 14 games last year, only had 69 carries, 296 and a touchdown. But that's a dude who who had the intangibles and had the ability to really do a lot. Um, looks like uh, looks like spot it for tonight. Uh, host has been disconnected, so I can't uh, hang up. So I apologize. <clears throat> that the show was uh, just kind of rocking and rolling. But, you know, it was a lot of fun. I do want to bring this up here since now the floor is mine and I can get back to what I like to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to go over the top or the first 15 games of the Lakers season. And I want to kind of just, just talk these out on what I think this team's going to do. And when I say first 15, we start October 18th in Portland and we make our way uh, all the way to – Saturday, November seventeenth in Orlando. So I just want to take these games, kind of, kind of just look at them and see what potentially this team might start out at. Obviously, we're on the road at Portland on the eighteenth. It's a night game for us locally, nine thirty uh, in Central Time Zone. First three games, by the way, all televised, which is awesome. But you know, I think they have a very good shot to go and beat a Portland team who is is not might not be motivated off the bat after they're getting slapped around in the playoffs. I'm going W. I'm going W. You know, we play two nights later, Saturday the twentieth against the Rockets. It's on ESPN. I want to be optimistic, but I'll, I'll give I'll give the Devils due. I'll I'll give Houston the victory. That's a one and one. Uh, we then two nights later at home again, Monday the 22nd against the Spurs on NBA TV. I'm taking that W. We're 2-1. and one. We're at Phoenix Wednesday, October 24th. They don't want to air that game because no one wants to see that. They're slapping the Kings. We're 3-1. and one. Let's go. 
Come back home October 25th on TNT, 9.30 start time at home against the Denver Nuggets. We in this. We in this. We're getting the W. We're 4-1. and one. Uh, Saturday the 27th at San Antonio. I'll give San Antonio one back at home. I think that's fair. Puts us to 4-2. and two. Everybody knows I'm going to be here Monday, October 29th on NBA TV. We're at the Target Center. I'm going to be at that game. I'm giving the W to the Lake Show. I'm giving it to them. We're now 5-2. and two. Then on Halloween, we're playing at home against Dallas. That's a victory. Put me up as we are now, I believe, 6-2. and two. We got one, two, three, four, five, six wins, sitting on two losses. Uh, Saturday, November 3rd at Portland. Part of the- Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. 062T. Well, hot damn. I don't know if we got disconnected. I'm going to see. <laughs> I'm going to keep trying to run with it. Um, I'm just texting Jordan here. His, his Sean car went out. Um, I don't know if I'm on air. No, if I'm talking to no one. Uh, anyway, let's get back to it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say sorry, Portland. We're seven and two. Let's go. Moving out here. We're at home against Toronto. Kawhi coming to Staples. Mm, I'll give Toronto the W. Puts a seven and three at home again. Three nights later against the Wolves, we'll take that W. Moves us to eight and three. Saturday the tenth, we're in Sac. Ramento. That's a W. We're twelve or we're now eleven and or what are we? What would that put us? Ten and three or nine and three. Uh, home against Atlanta. It's a back-to-back, but we're in California at the beginning of it, so I'll take that W. That moves us now to 10-3. and three. Game 14 against Portland at home. We'll get that dub. 12, that's, that's 11. Man, I'm doing a bad job of this. Sorry, I was trying to do two things. We're winning in, in Orlando also. That's 12-3. That's and three. So I think we're starting the season 12-3. and three. Call me crazy. I feel like Dave Meltzer, when he was trying to go through the, the G1 Climax a couple years ago, and he's, wait, no, I, uh, but yeah, let's see, that's a dub, 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 loss, so five and one, six and one, seven and one, eight and one, eight and two, nine and two, ten and two, eleven and two, eleven and three, twelve and three, I think we're we're starting this thing out twelve and three, I like it, I think we're getting in this, I think we are going to make a run for it. Um, obviously preseason will make a lot of things much more known as to what might happen with the season, but, uh, I'm just trying to see if we're still on All here. Right. Whoa, yeah, Jordan's back. back. I'm sorry. It got That's me. okay. It got, it got me bad. Blog talk. I, like, no, I, uh, I was still ranting. I, I went through. What I was, I was like, good. I'm glad Jordan's gone because we're gonna we're gonna break down the first 15 games of the Lakers schedule. I got us going 12 and 3. <laughs> you you did not go first 15. I got us going 12 and 3. Jordan, I think is gone again. Jordan's angry. He's like, nah, man, you got to go over the course. Oh, wait, Jordan's back. It's too early. Jordan's back. It's too early. I'm sorry. I was coughing. I didn't want to do it directly in the microphone. Hey, look, uh, look, when, when you got, when you have other other radio stations going over the first half of the Lakers schedule live on air game by game, damn it, we can do 15. 
<laughs> All right. I know. I'll, you're right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Damn right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. But again, still solid Holy Hall of Fame class. I, I, I don't think it's the king's best we've ever seen. This is this, this is the, the this I allow it thing. No, 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 no. I will show you the way. This is this is my house. I built this house like Elix Skipper did in WCW. And this house <laughs> is devoted to, to the King and the Lake Show. And we're going to devote our damn time to this team. That's all. No, I'm just saying. I was like, look, I I don't know if you guys can hear me or not, so I'm just gonna go on a tangent. I was looking at this schedule during the show, we're gonna break it down. <laughs> but to be fair, yeah, to be fair, but not too, not too. Uh, I was giving Elijah crap for it. I, I hope he wasn't getting mad. But I was like, I was like, dang man, you guys almost went a little bit more than an hour. And he's like, oh, well, man, it was hard. And he's like, uh, you know, I remember your 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 uh, when you couldn't even do twenty minutes. I was like, yeah. And then I also one week when you bitched out, I went two and a half hours by myself. He's like, whatever, man. I, I at least I did it. And I was like, oh, he's buttered. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. but I heard him do the. Oh, at least had, I did. We had a good run. I was proud of that run with uh, with Elijah. And uh, if I say, if I recall, I think we might have a, a couple more uh, extended uh, little vacations without you on board. So we might have to try and get some endurance going. Uh, uh, the the next two two weeks, I will be working till midnight, um, as it's my Christmas and my my uh, non choice profession that I can't seem to get out of. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, long run, it's okay. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting paid pretty well. So they so, keep reeling me back in how, with them dollars. You gotta, because you gotta pay that man his money. Let me, let me just uh, run this quick to you. Let me just run this real fast to you, and give me, give me a quick thought on. If if I'm crazy or not, I think this team can go 12 and three. We start out at Portland. They're gonna have way more momentum than Portland. Portland just got drummed in the playoffs. That's a victory. You agree? I, I agree. That's one. Um, the home opener against Houston. I said that's an L. Absolutely. One. But then two days rest, we're playing the Spurs team, which is already gonna have a little bit of problems potentially. That's a W. We're two and one. No, we're losing that game. At home to the Spurs? Remember what happened uh, at the end of last year when I when I called the the, uh, the final record? Man, that's terrible. That you okay? Fine. So you got us one and two. Uh, then we're playing two days rest at Phoenix. W three and one. We lose that game. At Phoenix, we got they got the next Kobe and Shaq. Most trash Laker fan I've ever met in my entire life. You're you're the you're, you're the dude in the middle of major league who has a Cleveland Indian shirt on with black tape over the teeth to make it look like he's missing teeth, and you're yelling at Rick Wild Thing Vaughn in the bullpen going, Wild Thing, you make my butt sting. That's you, you're that fan, but you still lose every game. Unbelievable. <laughs> You got us two and three. Um, two nights, or then then we're at home on a back to back. But we, you know, we played in Phoenix, so it's not a big leave. We're at home uh, on TNT against Denver. That's a W. Yeah. Okay. 
So I got four and one. You got three and two. Uh, then we're at San Antonio. That was the second loss I gave us. Was at San Antonio. We're gonna lose that one too. So I got us four and two. You got us three and three. We're two days later. We're at Minnesota. That's a W. We're losing that game. So I got us five and three. You have us three and five. Um, then two nights later at home against Dallas on Halloween. That's a W. We win that game. Okay. So, so I got six and two, and now you got three and five. No. Four and four. Or four and five. Four and five. And I got okay. So, well, no, no, you're three and five because you've only gave us three wins, five losses. You got us losing to Minnesota, San Antonio twice, Houston. Did you say we or no? So then you're four and four, and I'm six and two. Okay, four, there we go. Yeah, four. And, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, at Portland again on the third with uh, four nights Ooh. rest. Yep, I agree. So five and four, I got seven and two at home against Toronto on a back to back. We uh, we win that one. I gave us the loss on that one, so I got it. So. So that puts us a game closer. I got six when zero at five. Uh, at home, uh, three nights rest against the Wolves. I got a W. Uh, we lose that one. Okay. So now we. Get, so I'm at seven. You're at five. Um, at uh, three nights rest again at San Ant- or at Sacramento. That's a dub. That's a win. Okay. Um, so. That puts me at 12, 11, 10. So that puts me at nine wins, and you're sitting at six. Uh, at, uh, at home against the Hawks on the 11th. That's a W. That's a win. Okay. Uh, at home again, three nights rest against Portland. We got their number, baby. That's a W. We finally get that win. Uh, well, I think you've had us beat them before. Yeah, I know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna consecutive wins though. Okay, and then the, the last game. I think we got four straight on that one. Another another three four nights rest. Wednesday to Saturday we play at Orlando. That's a W. Yo, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, so you got them nine and six, and I got them twelve and three. I I'm tapering my expectations. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, man. What you know? I need to find somebody to help run this this bleep that that is a Laker homer like me. So I, I can't these... do it. I'm sorry. I keep I keep it 100, and sometimes it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it hurts ratings too, probably. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I believe Alex is going to be back on Thursday potentially. Uh, Pop Cultures, he said he was sending me a script tonight of the sound clips he needed made so I could make them tomorrow. So sounds like uh, we're back in business with him. He finally, he couldn't connect one night and had to do the whole WrestleCast through his phone. So he, he was skeptical to use it until we connected on, on Saturday when we did the G1 show. So sounds like he's back ready to roll. Uh, also, we'll have WrestleCast this week on Sunday instead of Monday as uh, Alex is in town, SummerSlam weekend, so we'll be running at that. As you heard, uh, Elijah and Jordan probably running the next two weeks of SportsCast. They're going to come notes in hand this time, not giving you, giving you two hours of good coverage. I'm excited to hear how they do it as they get their, their legs kicking and their feet wet. Um, Jordan, um, any anything coming up uh, on StrongStyleMedia.com we should be looking out for in the near future? 
Well, obviously, you know, you guys are going to be doing lots of events coming up uh, again with the uh, the all-in event uh, being uh, worked by Cody Rhodes and Co. of the Bullet Club. Uh, so we're going to be at the uh, – Elijah and I will be at the all-in for the uh, Fox Sports 1 Boxing um, with Tim Truax and, and Jamal James. I'll definitely be covering that, probably come back with some content. And maybe uh, I can try and work this website thing out and get some pictures and such up. Um, yeah, big month for Strong Style as far as yeah, going into the fall goes. And if you're in the Minnesota, you'll catch us wandering around these skates there at some point and having a good old time. So absolutely. Yeah. We will, uh, I will be at the State Fair uh, opening night, uh, probably about 8 o'clock that Thursday, the 23rd. Uh, so you'll see me. Yeah, we'll be at, uh, they'll be at the Armory uh, doing the boxing. We'll be at uh, StarCast the following weekend. And then on Vegas, come find us. We'll be there for Golovkin Canelo too. So we're going to be all over the world here or the U.S. coming up here. I'd say world if it's January because then we got Tokyo Dome. So, um, always thanks, y'all, for listening. Jordan, appreciate you jumping in, holding the fort down last week. You'll be doing it again here here soon. We'll get back to normal once September hits after that Labor Day week, uh, ready to rock and roll with y'all. But for now, appreciate y'all listening. We'll catch y'all on the flip side. <laughs>